G'day, g'day, friends. If it sounds a little different today and a little echoey, I apologize, but I am um, recording from a different space in my home and there's floorboards, so it might be a little um, echoey or it just might be really crystal clear. I don't know. The question that was put to me today is how do you really love yourself? Like, how do you really do it? And I'm feeling your sister. Here we go. So the question that was put to me was around a quote that I'm sure that everyone has heard. And it was something like, how can you be loved by someone else until you fully love yourself or until you fully love yourself, you can't be fully loved by someone else. And it was blowing her mind and driving her bonkers. And I can totally relate because I used to see that quote as well and think, well, fuck you. What does that mean? Like, I don't love myself. Like, does that mean like I'm doomed and I'm going to be, you know, alone forever and no one could possibly love me because I I can barely tolerate myself. I'm very aware of that roller coaster and I I totally get it. Like I am due for my period in like a day. So I'm extra emotional and hormonal and so everything is being blown way out of proportion in my world, but because I know that we're cyclic beings and I understand my cycle and I'm very much in my autumn, which is meaning I'm just wanting to go within and I'm closing down, but I'm also quite focused. Um, and I feel quite clear in everything, but I'm very aware that, you know, the pendulum of emotions, she be swinging. But anyway, what I take that quote is that until you believe and understand how worthy you are, you'll never accept that somebody else will love you in your entirety. You'll always be doubting yourself. You'll always be wondering. You'll always be doubting them. You'll always be second guessing yourself and them and not feeling worthy. And whether that's because someone has done you wrong in the past, whether that's because you've had some really bad experiences, whether that's because you think you should look a different way when you're buck naked in the bedroom, whether you think that you should be a better cook, whether you think that, you know, whatever it is, whether whatever that reason is that you feel that you're unlovable. And it could be so many things. Like, honestly, I could, like, we can, we think we're unlovable for the most fucked up reasons. Like, honestly, it's ridiculous. And I have my own reasons that I work through where I feel unlovable or feel like it would be hard for somebody to love me that I've now worked through. Um, but believe me, they were like full roadblocks and pity parties and... I'm going to be alone forever moments. And I mean, I'm coming up to, like I just wrote to my friends there, um, like fully, 
I was asking them about their Christmas plans because my children are going to be not with me for Christmas. So I'm going to be alone for Christmas. And I won't be. I've got amazing friends and other family, but at my house is going to be alone. I'm like cheering up now. I'm so hormonal. Gee whiz. And I'm like already planning. Should I? I don't know if I want to be here on Christmas Day. This is going to be really tough. And it's that emotional hamster wheel that we put ourselves on. Like I am tearing up now. My eyes are stinging. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like where everyone goes, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I am fine. I promise. I promise you I'm fine. <laughs> Hormonal. Anyway, what, I, what was I saying? So yeah, getting back to feeling worthy and doing the work around being lovable because you're already lovable. This is what I mean. Like the right person won't give a rat's ass about any of the stuff that you deem makes you not worthy. Like the right person just won't give two figs. But in terms of relationships, like if you keep having the same experience where the same situation keeps coming up and, you know, like you keep being in relationships with people that you're, where your trust is broken or um, where you constantly doubt yourself, then you need to look at the patterns that and your selection criteria and your love language around what relationships you're going after and the the green light that you know that tells you yeah this is a good person because more often than not we you know we're just on repeat and just because a, a feeling might feel familiar like you know this gets back to that soulmate and wound mate just because a feeling feels familiar and it might be exciting and everything it's also could be setting you up um for a repeat pattern that's not a healthy one but because that feeling feels familiar and it might be exciting or you know the up and the down and the adrenaline that might be present and you might be mistaking that for lust or love when in actual fact it's just a really familiar um, destructive pattern that you're in so you need to have a look at that if the same um, like if you want a different meal, you've got to change, if you, you know, change what you're making for breakfast, really. But getting back to doing the work around becoming lovable and that quote, that basically it seems like it's saying that no one will love you until you love yourself. But really, it's that you won't believe or accept maybe the right kind of love in terms of a love that will help you grow, that's supportive, that wants the best for you, that believes in you, that has your back, that laughs at the same weird shit that you do, like that really important, strong love. That may not come along until you believe that you're worthy of it. And you might settle for less. You might, you know, sabotage great loves or great work opportunities or whatever it is. 
until you believe that you are worthy of the greatest things in life, you're either going to miss them when they're right in front of you because you're too busy believing that you're not worthy or you're going to sabotage them because you are just waiting as like a to try and like prevent the rug from being ripped out from under you. So if you're on the defense, if you're on your defensive, then, you know, you've always got your guard up. It's going to make it really hard for you to experience love and life in its fullest capacity because you don't believe that you're worthy of happiness. So how the fork do we get around that? Good question. So I wrote a post on this, um, depending on where you listen to it. It was on Instagram yesterday and Facebook today. And it was around, like there's so many layers to this, of course. Like this is the sort of work that I do with my coaching clients. And we do it over weeks. Um, And it's a lifetime of work. Like it is a lifetime commitment to believing that you're worthy because you've already spent probably a lifetime gathering evidence and buying into the bullshit story that you're not lovable or that this one thing deems you busted or that whatever it is because he said or she said or that happened or this is part of your story or this is part of you that that's why someone's going to really struggle to love you but If you do the work and you sure as shit know that you are worthy of everything great life has to offer you, then that is what you are going to exude. That is what is going to help you form your decisions around what you accept, what you tolerate, what you say yes to, what you say no to. And that is what is going to formulate a life that lives up to what you deserve and what you deserve is the very fucking best. Like you just do, that's your birthright. So whatever anyone has told you or whatever you've read or the magazines that say you've got to buy this like, like diet tea, which is basically just diarrhea inducing tea or that you've got to, you know, buy this bodycon dress and these spanks, And all the rest of it in order to be lovable and perfect and deemed approved by society. Whatever messages that you have going on in that beautiful melon of yours, you need to decide what you want to live by and where you are going to place your energy. And so the post that I wrote, there's so many facets to this. This is just what I keep going to. But anyway was are you asking yourself the right questions, right? When something shitty happens or someone blows your trust or no, they're not even blowing your trust. You're in a situation where the normal pattern for you who believes that you're not worthy, that you're triggered, right? You're triggered by something that's happened and you've got to become aware of that behavior for starters you've got to work out where your triggers are and do the healing work around that but instead of going why is he going to go out tonight and leave me what if he goes out there and um meet someone else and then that's it maybe i should stop him from going 
or whether it's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not enough? What does this mean about me? I'm never going to meet someone. Why does this keep happening? Um, or whether it's going to be, I'm going to fuck up this interview again. Like no one's going to want to hire me. Like why, why can't I actually just like land a job or what if I'm going to be unemployable forever or whatever your situation is, we're always in communication with ourselves entirely throughout the day. That's just what we do. We just chat to ourselves. Now, those questions that I just said then, they were really disempowering questions. They were robbing you of your power. They were setting you up to be in the wrong. They were setting you up to believe that there's something wrong with you, which there's not, but your thought process could probably do a little bit of work, like honestly. And imagine if you asked, you know, yourself, well, what am I really feeling here? Is this really what I mean to say in this moment? Do I really believe this is true? And if it's like got to do with that insecurity within the relationship, give yourself some time. Take like a little soul stroll as soon as you start feeling this up. Because the more we try and hold on to something with like white knuckling it, the more we're going to like squash whatever it is that's in our hands. Give yourself the space to come up with some new questions. It could be just like the ones that I just said. It could be, how do I really want to approach this? What will make me feel better in this situation? And if you are seeking outside of yourself, looking for validation, quit it and start giving it to yourself. It's not our partner's job. It's not our parent's job. It's not our best friend's job. It's no one else's job to make us feel better about ourselves and more secure, but us. Like that's on us. So we all need to stop looking to our partners to make us feel worthy and validated. Next time you start to do that and you don't want to, you know, keep reliving the same pattern, hold up, put your big girl panties on and give yourself a hug. Give yourself five minutes, go for a walk, go sit in the car, do whatever you need to do and then choose how you want to respond and ask yourself some questions that are actually going to set you up for a positive experience. There's some amazing questions out there. Like, and to my single ladies who are listening, there's nothing wrong with you either. But as you watch all your friends get into relationships or the, you know, the engagement announcements start coming or the the pregnancy announcements and the birth announcements and you're sitting there on the sidelines going like, well, fuck, what's wrong with me? Like, why won't someone choose me? When's it going to be my turn? I get it. I totally do. But that's where you've got to come back to those questions are really gnarly and will put you in a downward spiral quicker than one of those twist top toys. Questions that would be way more helpful and set you up to really fall in love with yourself all over again, day in and day out. And that would be something like, what do I really want to feel right now? Do I really want to settle? And the answer, in case you were wondering, was fuck no. No, 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 no. 
No, we don't settle here. We don't settle. Would it be, what is this really highlighting for me? Do I really, you know, am I really upset about this? Or am I really feeling a bit lonely or alone? And then that is something that we can do about, do something about. It's like asking the questions that are going to help you be curious with how you're feeling. Get playful with it. You know, like, what do I really need to feel great right now? You know what? Might be a glass of wine because honestly, rosé is yes way (laughs) rosé. Oh, it might mean going to do some exercise and helping, you know, your emotions move through your body. It could mean going to the gym. It could mean calling up a girlfriend and, you know, telling them how you're feeling and, you know, but don't go to them when you're still in the like trough of it. Do some work around yourself, but then share from that space. Don't go to your girlfriend to help them make you feel better. Do the work yourself and then share that with a girlfriend. And if you're like looking at this entire in terms of, you know, like anything, if you are gearing up to do something big, you know, in the workforce, in the travel, um, at uni, whatever it is, and you're doubting yourself, ask yourself some questions that are actually going to benefit you. And that are going to help you rise up, you know, and there is nothing wrong with feeling the full spectrum of emotions here. Like you're allowed to feel however you want to feel. Like there's no good feelings and bad feelings. They're all messengers. And this is such a big thing. If you've ever read Becoming Brave, like that was my whole shtick was we need to learn from ourselves But in order to learn and retrieve information, we need to be clear on the questions that we're asking and make sure that they're supporting the life that we want to live. Like if you've been gathering evidence to support the the victim mentality or reasons why, you know, that you aren't lovable, then you're going to have to work a little bit harder. But you've got a choice. Like we've got a lifetime here. Like you can either stay stuck and keep believing that the world is out to get you and that you're destined to be alone or heartbroken or everyone's a villain in the story. And here's the thing, we are all the villains in someone's story. Like we just are. Everyone has like heroes and Um, villains and, you know, people that break us and people that build us back up. We've all got those stories. Some are way more extreme and intense than others. But I say this all the time. We get to choose how long we stay a victim to our story for, right? And believing that you are worthy of a really great partnership, really great job and career And life, that is going to take time to reboot, readjust, and you are going to have to be committed to gathering evidence and, you know, compiling that and believing that you are, in fact, worthy. It starts with a decision, right? It starts with a decision to believe that you're enough, 
And then you've got to back it up with making the choices that you would make if you believed that you're enough. You have to, every time that you notice that you're slipping into this thought process, and this is where I speak about getting out of your head and into your body, and every time you notice that you're starting to spiral and you start gathering evidence for the, you know, that shit show that you believe that you are, or you believed that you are, then you start asking those questions better questions about why am I feeling this way? What do I really want to do here? What would be great for me to do here? But these questions are going to be the foundation of the curiosity that is going to lead you to understanding, and this is what this whole episode is about, where you need to heal yourself, where you need to show some compassion to yourself, where you need to work out where that seed of doubt has been planted and then decide what you now want to do and how you're going to release that, honor that, and then move through that. And that's going to take however long it takes. And you might have to come up with this. That same little seed might be trying to sprout weeds in a bazillion different areas of your life. It's not just like you go, oh, I'm feeling this way. This is coming up for me again because I really don't like, I, I have a, I'm, you know, I'm really tired of being alone. So this, this overwhelming fear comes up or, you know, this same unworthiness keeps showing itself in a variety of different ways because you were cheated on a bazillion times in the past. That's going to that's gonna keep happening. You're going to keep, you know, the same three, you know, road bumps, the same three seeds that sprout these weeds within our life and try and take over our beautiful soul garden will keep manifesting and showing up in the same, in, no, in a variety of ways. But we acknowledge what they are. You don't have to go down the path. You can go, oh, hang on. This doesn't feel great like what's going on here and you ask those questions and you'll be like oh this is coming up because of x y and z then you get to i choose whether you pull out that motherfucking weed or you just sit with it for a little bit or whatever you need to do i don't know and i was trying to come up with like a garden metaphor but basically weeds have got to go but you know even well there's that quote as well that like some people see a weed some people see a flower. I don't think these um, hiccups or these pain points or these, you know, these situations within our life are there for our destruction. I really believe that they're there for our transformation. But we have to have the self-awareness and the compassion to meet our insecurities and our pain points head on and instead of running from them and trying to do anything to make them feel better, we need to sit down and ask them some questions. You know what I mean? And then when we've got the understanding of what it's about, then we, we carry on. But you know what? This is going to take hundreds of times, <laughs> more than likely before you start getting that, oh, way quicker, automatic response. This is not a one trick pony where you go, oh, 
I know I'm doing this in the relationship that I'm in because of that, so I won't do it again. No, now you're just aware of it, so now you get to consciously choose it over and over again to respond in that way. Same thing in the workplace. You're not going to, you know, automatically, once you've realized that you're insecure at board meetings because um, fucking Karen shot you down five years ago and made you feel, and you felt really insecure that now you're scared to speak up. Now that you know what that is, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to be like double gunning it in the office. Like, you know, those, woo, you know, like fingers in the air, just like, look at me, look at me. I've got all the answers. That's not what's going to happen. You now have the information to understand and meet yourself with compassion as to how you choose to move through and make the decisions for the rest of your days. Then you, you still are given opportunities at each and every situation there to fall into the old or create the new, right? But courage and bravery and confidence comes after action. It doesn't come first. You don't become confident and then do the thing. You do the thing and then that's, that gives you proof and that fuels your confidence. We can't get it twisted. You do the thing, you take the plunge, you change the pattern and then you become more confident in your ability to be fucking rad and see, you'll start to see how awesome you are the more that you do that. But if you keep playing small and hiding behind your past or your insecurities or whatever it is, you are never going to fully give yourself an opportunity to see what you're actually capable of and bask in the like immense glory of who you are if you keep denying yourself opportunities to experience that. So get out of your head and into your body Every time you notice the shift, ask better questions. If you're asking yourself questions, go, how can I make these questions better? And start to get curious with yourself. Get really curious with why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. And then proceed in a way that supports the woman and the life that you want to create or the woman that you know is in there and that you, you know you are becoming. That's a choice, but it's not just one choice, girlfriend. It is a lifetime commitment to your enoughness. And that is as simple or as complicated as you choose to make it. This is a big one. Plenty of little rants in there, friends. If you love this or you feel like you have a friend who could get something from this, please like it, share it, subscribe to it. That's what helps this podcast grow. I think if this podcast, once it airs, it'll put us up to over 20,000 downloads, which is crazy for my first podcast and only being out for a few weeks. Um, I'm so grateful, honestly. I, for everyone who comments and shares, I see them all. Definitely comment on Insta because that's where I'm most active. Leave reviews on iTunes or Spotify um, because that helps other people, you know, find out about Simply Complicated as well. Oh, 
I also, I'm not sure if you guys know, I, ha- I don't think I've announced it on the podcast. We have dates now for Messy. Messy will be open for pre-sales on the 15th of October. It is that we are going to be, um, it'll be like Amazon, Booktopia and all of those places. If you order there, you will get it first. We also have the book launch, which is going to be an amazing party at the Edwards in Newcastle. It'll be November 1st as well. It's a Friday from 6pm till 9pm. And I think there's about 60 tickets left. So if you are thinking of coming in Newcastle, snap them up quick smart. I love that I get to celebrate with you all in real time on the actual day. And yeah, I can't wait to connect with you in person. So thanks so much for listening, ladies. I'm so sorry. If I'm a bit snuffly, I was quite sick on the weekend, um, just with a cold, but I'm determined to try and get these podcasts out to you as promised once a week. And the next podcast we have coming up, you are going to froth over because it is Amy McKenzie. So that will be airing late this week as well. And yeah, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Thanks for tuning in, guys. (laughs) 